Meeting is being recorded. Hi, everyone. So today we are going to talk about democratizing data insights and how to move towards becoming a data centric organization. And we are going to hear from uh, Adam Moore at Lockheed Martin um, and describe how they created a data centric culture at their organization um, through the use of both Tableau and Calibra to create environment that allows their end consumers to be able to better find, understand, and trust the content that exists within their ecosystem. So my name is Rick Thomas. I'm a pre-sales engineer at Calibra. Uh, prior to joining Calibra, I was actually a uh, Tableau consultant at uh, both Slalom and Interworks uh, for the previous five years. So um, some of you might, might recognize my face and my voice. And uh, I'll let uh, Adam here uh, introduce himself. Sure. Uh, hi, my name is Adam Moore, and I'm a, a lead of a, an IT analytics uh, and kind of a data engineering, software engineering team uh, at uh, Lockheed Martin Aeronautics, and we're based in uh, Fort Worth, Texas. Great. Thank you, Adam. So we're going to start with a quote here from Sahail Doshi, who is the CEO of Mixpanel. It's a user tracking analytics firm. And this really gets to the core of what we want to talk about today. Because in the, in the rapidly evolving landscape of companies, being able to make data-driven decisions and getting away from using your gut is one of the highest priorities. Now, there are a lot of advantages to being data-driven and a lot of difficulties associated with it. But as the stakes increase, leaving decisions to luck alone is really not an efficient way to go about things. So don't just take our word for it, though. Researchers have found that data-driven companies have 4% higher productivity and 6% higher profits overall. And I'm sure everyone in the crowd can, can probably identify with the fact that we're trying to be as profitable as possible and as effective in our decision-making as possible. And numbers like these cannot really be avoided or ignored in that sense. So to really drive home this aspect of data-driven decision-making and how important being a uh, data-driven uh, at your organization is, uh, we have this quote from Tim O'Reilly. In the past, we really focused on improving algorithms and making everything as efficient as possible. But we're really transitioning and kind of plateauing in that sense to a space where data in and of itself and the quality of that data and the usage of that data are becoming paramount. So we've also taken a look at some executive surveys and found that 70% of executives acknowledge that their industry has changed and have acknowledged that data-driven decision-making has become much more important. And 75% of them fear disruption within their own industry. But unfortunately, only 15% of those executives surveyed are fully embracing that change and fully moving into a data-driven decision-making landscape across their entire organization. Now, why is that? Well, you see that the reality of becoming data-driven and the reality of making decisions based on data is a lot more difficult than just saying you're going to do it. In fact, over the past few years, we've seen confidence within organizations decrease with regards to how data-driven they are being and how much they've implemented this within their own systems. So in 2017, for instance, 37% of executives surveyed believed that their organization had created a data-driven culture. 
And this is down a sixth in the last two years to 31%. So organizations are realizing that actually doing so and becoming data-driven and creating that, that data culture is much harder than just saying you're going to do it. And what's worse, and we see in research from McKinsey, that the gap between the leaders and the laggards in adopting analytics with and among industry sectors is growing. So the time to act is now, because the longer that you wait to become data-driven and to implement some of these systems, the harder it becomes. <clears throat> so what are the actual problems that people are running into? Well, we, in interactions with our clients and prospects, and really in just doing market research in general, we have found a number of different barriers. And what we've done is we've broken those out into two buckets. Those faced at the inception of creating a data-driven culture and organization, and those seen at the execution phase. So when people are trying to get off the ground, they tend to run into issues like not having the correct financial resources, not having people within the organization who have the necessary skill to, to implement this, and also not having that organizational alignment from the top down. And once you get past these, these barriers, these inception-related barriers, we see execution-related barriers in terms of um, you know, regulatory policy, regulatory environment like GDPR and CCPA, not being able to trust the data and not really being able to even find the right data. So how do we try to break down these barriers? When you're trying to create data culture, and you're trying to build everything from the ground up, there are a number of things that we focus on and a number of things Calibra aims to solve in partnership with Tableau to try and execute on data-driven decision-making, like lowering barriers to entry, democratizing that access and searchability of the data, and finally, being able to make it simple and easy to find the right data that exists within your organization. So who are we and what are we as Calibra doing to try and solve some of these problems? And how are we working with Tableau to do so? Well, we're looking to break down barriers by allowing users to easily search and discover the data they need. Uh, in the same way you would easily find a product on Amazon or you would find a search term easily on Google. But not only do we want people to be able to search and find that data, we want them to be able to understand its meaning and context. So how does it exist within the larger environment and larger ecosystem that is their organization? And then being able to trust that data that was, that was found and understood and trust that it is, that is compliant within regulatory policies. Once that is all done, they need, to, they need to be able to access that information. So actually be able to pipe it into a tool like Tableau, where they can go through the process of understanding and analyzing it. And finally, underlying all this, we are going to allow users to collaborate with each other and contribute to projects dynamically. How does this fit in to the Calibra platform? What does this look like? Well, we have a number of different products and solutions from data governance to catalog to privacy and risk solutions that aim to solve all those different kinds of problems and aim to put you on the right path towards data intelligence, all of which are built on top of our industry-leading Calibra platform with shared tooling and shared services that help everything run as smoothly as possible. All of this has been built on top of cloud-native enterprise architecture, giving you that one single pane of glass for all things data intelligence, allowing your users and your data citizens and consumers to better be able to find, understand, 
entrust your information. So with that, I'm going to kick it over to Adam or he's going to walk through how Lockheed uh, built a data-driven culture at their organization utilizing Calibra in conjunction with Tableau. Awesome. Well, thank you, Rick. Uh, and, and thanks, everyone. Uh, I'm excited to be able to uh, tell our story uh, here from uh, from Aeronautics. Uh, and I'm especially excited to be able to, to share the story at, at Tableau Conference um, because Tableau, I, I still remember uh, the very first um, folks from the business that were, were coming to our team uh, just really eager to get their hands on a, on a Tableau desktop license. Uh, they had started to see firsthand uh, just how, how many capabilities and, and how much uh, power they were able to, to have on their own now and not necessarily uh, be dependent upon IT to, to go make a new report for them. And so uh, very rapidly, uh, we had a line kind of outside uh, just waiting to get their hands on Tableau. And uh, it's, it's really been, it's represented this incredibly disruptive moment. Uh, and I mean that in the, in the most positive sense of the word, uh, that it, it, it shifted that, that power dynamic uh, for data insights, uh, data capabilities. Uh, it's, it started to shift that back to the business. And, and that's an amazing uh, uh, proposition and, and it's been an amazing opportunity for our business. And at the same time, uh, that was several years ago when, when those first folks were, were coming to us needing those licenses. And, and we almost, we have a new challenge on our hand now. Uh, we, we, we have a challenge on with all this activity that is, that is going on with Tableau and, and the rest of our self-service uh, uh, analytics tools and development tools. Uh, it, it's presented a new challenge for us. And uh, I'm excited to share that, uh, that story with you all and, uh, and talk about how, how Calibra is really uh, helping us uh, scale this problem. So first, uh, I wanted to talk a little bit about uh, digital transformation uh, at Lockheed Martin, which is really what I'll just call the, the undercurrent into absolutely everything that, that we are doing as a business right now. Um, I listed a, a sentence there uh, that, that, that kind of is our stated objective for digital transformation, which is we're introducing intelligent technology to connect, collaborate, and innovate uh, with agility. And, and I don't know if, if, it, if this is possible, but I almost feel like that it, that it undersells uh, the significance of, of what this digital transformation is, is really doing to our business. Uh, folks that, that used to maybe interact maybe exclusively with, uh, with mechanic-based uh, architectures are now dealing with uh, uh, virtual ones or uh, you know, data-driven ones. And uh, the, the skills that the workforce uh, are, are using uh, to execute our, our, our company's objectives are, are drastically different than they were maybe just even five, uh, 10 years ago. And so uh, it's, it's this incredible moment. Uh, and at the same time, it, it presents a, a significant challenge for us. Uh, in the bottom right, you'll see uh, what are our, our outcomes that, that we are uh, working as a company to, to come out of this digital transformation with? Uh, each, each of those things listed uh, represent the why, why we're doing this. Uh, we, we need greater velocity in getting our solutions uh, to our, uh, our government customers, to our uh, external customers, and, and even speaking as part of an IT organization, uh, to our internal customers within the business to be able to, to, to be as responsive as they need to be to, to their demands. Uh, we need to be more competitive as a, as a company overall, just in the market space, uh, where, where we're seeing our, our market share, uh, especially for, for things like support contracts. Uh, we, we, just, we, we need to be more competitive than we are right now, and we're trying to, uh, to leverage all of these technologies to, to get us to that point. Uh, the the data-driven insights, uh, as, as Rick spoke to at length, the, this is a... Uh, this is, of course, a requirement of our of our business, but 
uh, the, the significance of being able to not just be able to get those insights, but also uh, get, get at them with, at, at scale and, and with ease is, is, is not a significant, uh, uh, easy thing to do. And then last but not least is, is that agility uh, component. And I, I really think that that is actually the hallmark of, of, of our digital transformation. Our external customers and our internal customers uh, are demanding uh, an agility in their, in their solutions and their, their deliverables uh, because uh, the, the, the market is, is changing, the, the demands are changing, and they need to not just be able to get those initial insights, but they need to be able to very rapidly evolve them and expand upon them. And, uh, and, and so that, that kind of represents the, 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 the most significant of, of what it is that, that why our business is looking so different than, than it was even just so, so recently ago. In the upper right, you'll see some listed uh, technologies and capabilities uh, such as artificial intelligence, uh, data analytics, and, and augmented reality and intelligent factories, you know, these are really the means in which we are going to deliver those outcomes. Uh, and my part is uh, being a part of an IT team, uh, you know, it's our obligation, it's our responsibility to make sure that those means are, are delivering those outcomes. Uh, and as I'll share with you through the next several slides, uh, it's a it, it's not as easy as it as it maybe is is it seems sometimes when when we see these capabilities sold. Uh, the the hard part is is actually making sure that those uh, technologies are are truly driving those outcomes. So on the right here, what you see is a, a very uh, simplified representation of, of Lockheed Martin Aeronautics as a business. Uh, we are functionally and organizationally aligned around the production and the support of of aircraft. And so our, our, our functional business organizations are, are stood up as such. But the demands for data and the uh, creation of data is by no means uh, restricted to those uh, functional silos in which we as a business have, have organized ourselves. In fact, it's, a, it's, it's quite the opposite. The, the demands of our sustainment functional business, uh, they are critically dependent upon engineering data to be able to, to run their operations. They are critically dependent upon supply chain data to know uh, how to best leverage our suppliers. Um, the, the data that's needed for those organizations' operations, uh, and for, for the most part, they're, they're most critically dependent upon that and with which they are not in direct control of. So they are needing to collaborate across those silos to, to get the data that they need. And what we are finding is that uh, the exchange of data information and, and the how with that data is, is not a, a centralized, standardized process or, or capability. Uh, we're finding that it is extremely dependent upon things like meetings, uh, emails, uh, subject matter experts uh, having the time to, to respond to requests for, hey, how do I use this data? Or, hey, how do I get this data? Or which, what even data do I use? And uh, it's, it's, really, it's, it's representing the risk for our digital transformation that as we become more and more data integrated, more and more data dependent, uh, the demands upon those exchanges of data information is becoming that much more critical. And it's really putting our, our outcomes at risk. And uh, one last thing that I'll say about this is that uh, as, I, as I share some more insights on our self-service story uh, over the course of the next several slides, um, self-service is pushing this incredible data insight capability further into the business. But what we are actually seeing in a, from our IT organization's perspective is that it's actually in kind of increasing or entrenching, if you will, the silos of these functional businesses already because now we have data solutions that are residing even further within those functional business areas. 
And in some cases, there are now solutions that represent replications or represent, uh, you know, some overlapping capabilities that others within that functional business or in other functional businesses aren't, aren't, are even not aware of. Um, and, and so that, that's represented itself as risk and, uh, and yet another uh, barrier to, our, to the outcomes that we need to achieve as a company. So a little bit more about self-service and, and Tableau specifically uh, at Lockheed Martin and uh, in aeronautics as a, as a business area. Um, there's, a, there's another Tableau conference presentation, uh, the progressive approach to powering adoption at enterprise scale. Uh, the presenters are uh, Anthony Brown and Stephen Boffa, and they were the, the leads of our team here that uh, helped us scale the incredible demands for uh, what, what quickly became thousands of users uh, dependent upon uh, Tableau uh, to either create or consume data. And uh, it's, it's an incredible story, and it really speaks to the, to the data challenges that we've had as an organization. And so I, I, I do want to uh, direct people to that presentation for some background on, on how we've specifically scaled Tableau at Lockheed. Um, but Tableau is really the centerpiece of, you know, so much of what we're doing with self-service analytics. And as I kind of spoke to on the, on the previous slides, um, you know, self-service analytics is, is – as an example, and, and just self-service, you know, development capabilities as a, as a whole is really representing that, that manifestation of how we are bringing digital transformation to, to the business. Um, down on that bottom left, you, you see a lot of the other uh, tools and partners that we're using um, to, to, to do this. But uh, we, have, we have determined as, a, as an IT organization that self-service is, is one of the only ways that we can truly deliver that agility component that the business needs. And in the absence of, of self-service, uh, the, the dependencies on, on process are just too great. And by only giving these capabilities to the business, can, can they truly start to achieve that, that agility and solution definition and, and refining the exact uh, outcomes that they're looking for from those solutions? Uh, that's the only way that we can do it. And so because of that, it's really like the, it's amongst the, the highest priorities in our entire IT organization uh, with, with all of leadership bought in on this. And, uh, what you see on the right is uh, an actual, uh, you know, print printout graphic that we give to some of our uh, our business, uh, what we call them, you know, super users or citizen developers uh, or citizen data scientists uh, to basically give them the keys uh, to unlock their their own data solutions, their own data insights, and uh, that 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 guide walks them through step by step on how. Uh, they can they can utilize our platforms and our technologies to uh, to build an end-to-end -end solution, and uh, and what we have found is that when we when we engage these these business customers these business users with uh, how we're going to give them this capability and we have all of these incredible tools at their disposal, there's an incredible amount of of excitement. Like uh, folks are excited to see IT get out of their way, and now that they can start being uh, in immediate uh, control of their own. Uh, being their own outcomes, being very self-deterministic. And, and what I'll say is that, uh, as, as we move to the next slide here, is that uh, that excitement lasts for about two days um, because you can't use those tools without having the data that you need to, uh, to, to start realizing those outcomes. And this is where, specifically, we start hitting the challenges of being a very large data company. Um, and so the boxes that you see on the right are just uh, – uh, a, a high summary of, of the data challenges that um, any data solution faces, uh, but now our, our self-service users are specifically facing, and of course we in IT have seen this over the course of, of time, um, but the, these data challenges represent 
literally the manifestation of risk to, to these outcomes that we're trying to achieve with, with these tools. Um, not knowing where the data is even at, um, not knowing which instance of data should be used. I mean, uh, we've got uh, numerous instances of, of part numbers or purchase orders across our company. Um, and so for folks that are looking to drive in those types of insights into to their operations, um, it's, a, it's an incredible amount of effort just to figure out which even should be used and then knowing the characteristics about that data to make sure that they're making appropriate insights. Uh, the box on the, the bottom right, the, the furthest there on the bottom, does my data solution already exist? Really, just kind of speaks to that siloing that uh, that we are seeing with the uh, with the advent of of self service analytics. Because um, I can't tell you the number of times that uh, the only reason that somebody was able to to not go create a, a duplicate solution was because they just happened to to know somebody um, that that had made you know a dashboard or that had made a, uh, a a suite of reports that you know already calculated that metric or already calculated that uh, that lead time. And, and so what that means is that, you know, the, the business either as a within, within those organizations or across those organizations, we're not doing a good enough job of, of, of sharing that information, that critically needed insight. And as a result, um, you know, first of all, anytime we have replicated work to create an outcome or, or a data solution, uh, we're, we're limiting the, the efficiencies and those, those gains uh, from from the from the transformative technologies that 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 represent you know anytime you have to go do it twice uh, it, it just cut the savings for for what the that capability is bringing us in half um, but maybe more significantly when we've got two folks uh, creating the same types of uh, you know solutions or, or coming up with the same uh, type of metric but coming up with certain, uh, different answers uh, now we've got a very real representation of risk data-driven risk into our decision making and uh, and now all of a sudden we're we're not just got a headwind into our uh, to our data tra digital transformation outcomes. Uh, it's it's manifesting itself as you know we, we we may have more risk there than 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 even we we, we were realizing before. And so uh, just kind of in summary on the left, you see that 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 summary statistic that just talks about how analysts spend 80% of time discovering preparing discovering and preparing data. Uh, you know that's uh, that's just in a nutshell that, that speaks to that frustration that our our solution owners, our, our developers are, are, are seeing, our, our self-service users are seeing, um, it, there's, there's just too much critical dependency on, on needing to know what they need to know about the data. So what is this, uh, you know, how, how, how do we go about to try to, uh, you know, subvert these challenges? And, uh, and, and how can we actually, you know, not just accept the, the status quo as, as the risk that it represents? And so what we know is that we need to we need to be able to get that data information to to truly cross the uh, those functional organizational silos that that, that I showed. Uh, we need a mechanism to to share that information. Uh, we need to el eliminate those uh, those manual dependencies. You know, being, not knowing where the data is until you can go talk to somebody is is not uh, a modern process. And we need to we need to have mechanisms to uh, to be able to traverse that. Uh, we need some control over our data solution management. You know, when I spoke to the replications of solutions or the, the risk that's represented there, we need greater governance over the data and over the solutions uh, to ensure that, uh, that we are only coming up with one answer of truth. And then in those instances where we are finding that we do have uh, some overlap in data uh, or in data uh, solutions, we, we need to address those. And, and that's kind of our path forward for making sure that uh, we can we can achieve those uh, those outcomes in, in digital transformation with those technologies and, and data driven insights that we that we know we can do. So 
So I'll go into some specifics now on, on talking about how uh, we've, we've integrated Tableau and the rest of our, our uh, aeronautics data architecture uh, within Calibra uh, to kind of uh, address these challenges. So the, those that kind of the, those prescriptions for for how we want to go meet this challenge, we, we we put that under the guise of what we call our certified data marketplace, and uh, and we call it that because we want the business uh, to get into the habit of coming to a to a centralized place to go find the data that they need for the solutions that they need, and especially when it comes to the information or the characteristics about that data. And so uh, that the certified data marketplace, uh, we, we continually communicate that it's a, it's a place where you go to discover or find the data that you need for, for data sourcing, um, and then to know what you need to know about that data, to understand that data, uh, so that there are definitions on what that data is and uh, understanding kind of the limitations that may exist with that data. And then most importantly on the on the right, uh, to, to have that trust that, that you're using the right data for operational uh, decision making, and so uh, this is this is what we uh, sell as the outcomes of our certified data marketplace. This is what we want the business to get in the habit of thinking that this is what they need, and this is where they need to go when they when they are doing data sourcing or when they're uh, trying to integrate their their existing solutions with uh, with the rest of the business. So Calibra uh, has really become our our strategic partner uh, in in this digital transformation and in this uh, this. Uh, sharing of, of, of data information and, and data access. And so uh, it, it's, it, it really, it's the centerpiece of what we call our certified data marketplace. It's the, it's the user uh, engagement mechanism and it's our, it's our mechanism in which we're uh, uh, quite literally connecting all of the metadata from all of our aeronautics data architecture uh, so that we've got a very uh, uh, active, scalable and searchable uh, data catalog and so what you see on the left there is this kind of a, a, rep, a simplified architectural representation of all of the different types of data uh, sources and uh, applications or uh, reporting uh, mechanisms that may exist across our company. And then the uh, Calibra metadata repository has connections into all of those. And then on the screen that you see on the right, that represents the uh, the literal, uh, you know, the, the home screen when you when you log into Calibra, and you can do searches for the data, either the terms or the tables or the things that you know about that data, uh, that that you know, so that you can start finding uh, some of those data sets or those uh, those specific uh, uh, data objects that you might need to go achieve your solutions. So on this screen. Uh, this shows now as you start to find a data solution within or a, or a data asset or a data object within Calibra, uh, it shows that Calibra is not just a, a data catalog. Um, it's, it's truly kind of an analytical tool about our data solutions as well. Um, and and this, this screen represents how uh, the lineage diagrams that exist within uh, Calibra when you connect uh, something like a Tableau uh, workbook or a Tableau uh, uh, server uh, page uh, and we, you get information that, that actually shows you not just uh, all the different things that are happening within that workbook and all of the things that are happening within that environment, but it's also showing where that data is coming from uh, in terms of what's feeding that workbook. And uh, so, so what you see on the screen there, on the, on the boxes on the far left where it's the database schema and table, you know, that represents the actual external data source that we have here at Lockheed. You know, perhaps that's our SAP system or perhaps that's a, an external supplier system. And then, of course, if, if somebody's using that in a Tableau uh, workbook, that shows how that data source gets replicated as a, as a Tableau data source within our Tableau environment. And then there's workbooks that are pulling those individual components. So that way, if you are 
uh, working with a workbook and you're curious where this field is coming from, you can quite literally trace it all the way to the source. And in some cases, we're even seeing that, that, that we can trace it all the way to the ETL objects that are feeding, um, you know, our data warehouses or our data lakes or, or items like that. Um, I can think of no better example of the power of this than um, we, a lot of folks uh, connect their, their Tableau workbooks to um, our, our HANA uh, data warehouse engine. And a lot of times the assumption is that, well, if, it, if that data is in HANA, you know, it's, it's, it's live data. You know, it's, it's, it's the best representation of truth that we have. Um, but we, we go so far as to show the ETLs that feed HANA in our uh, Calibra lineage diagrams. And so, for instance, there are in, several instances of data where uh, data that exists in HANA is fed by an ETL from an upstream spreadsheet, and that spreadsheet is updated annually. So here is somebody that is thinking that their data is, you know, live and, and the best representation of data. Um, but in reality, the, the data that is feeding their, their source is, is possibly, you know, several months old. And so that's a representation of data risk. And, uh, and on top of all of that, that lineage capability, uh, you, you get the ability to see uh, SQL diagrams for data transformations and, uh, you know, basically just the overall dependencies and interrelations of data. Uh, within the Calibra environment itself. And it's just proven to be an incredibly uh, valuable uh, asset, whether it's just being able to see all these attributes that exist within these solutions so that users don't have to go request access to a solution just to find out if that is the right solution for what they need. Um, but again, being able to do all this analysis here just to see um, how these uh, data objects uh, interrelate. So I also spoke to uh, you know the, just the functional organizational challenge that we're seeing with the siloing in the business and uh, specifically the the critical dependence critical dependencies on those manual interactions from our subject matter experts and so Calibra here again helps us kind of start start chipping away at those silos uh, as as we publish workbooks to our server uh, that metadata gets populated in Calibra nightly and so that means that every time a solution gets uh, created. Uh, somebody's able to now search for it, find it, and as long as the, the business is taking some ownership over the solutions that they've made and putting some of those characteristics into Calibra, uh, they can find all they need to know about that solution. And then if they decided to build something that is dependent upon that solution or they're using it, uh, they can go so far as to get change notifications or get all just whatever other information that they may need out of that solution. And so this is, this is critical. Uh, for some of our subject matter experts, they've communicated to us already that, you know, in the past they just had to spend all this time talking to people about, hey, these are the risks involved with this data, or hey, this is what you need to know if you're gonna use this data. Now they refer people to Calibra and say, hey, all that information is here, and so here's the disclaimers that come with it, or here's the, the things that, that, that you need to know. And last, but, but certainly not least, is, is the most important part in some ways, which is finally being able to establish that trust in data. Uh, we are using Calibra as our mechanism to give the business the opportunity to truly take ownership of that data and, and be responsible for some of the governance and, uh, and control over what, what needs to exist in that data so that ultimately when it comes to solutions, future solutions, and, and any other needs for that data, uh, the business can have confidence that they are using the correct data for that. And uh, I showed you the representation of the screen within Calibra. Um, but as, as we have data assets and, and data objects that have, that have gone through our stewardship process, uh, the outcome of that is that uh, you, you will have a, uh, when, when you do a search, uh, the, those search results will be populated with certain data assets or certain data objects that have a, a green check mark next to it or, you know, a ribbon next to it. And that basically represents uh, a data set that's been certified or approved. Uh, 
And uh, basically that just gives users the capabilities now to know that this is the data sources that they should be using if they're looking for the best supplier data or they're looking for the best, uh, you know, engineering data. So just to kind of uh, bring, bring our story to a close, um, what you see on the left there is just the, these key initiatives that we have focused on this past year uh, on our marketplace team. Um, our, our primary uh, objectives this year were to, to bring all of these data um, capabilities, especially for ta Tableau, especially for our, our data warehouses and our uh, data virtualization environments into Calibra so that we had a large searchable repository because we knew that that represented a large capability gain um, right off the bat. So that's really where our focus has been this year. And then what you see on those bottom two, uh, you know, kind of lines on the left, uh, we've, we've started to do pilots for certifying data and then using Calibra as the mechanism through which we kind of increase data literacy within our, our company. Um, and we've, we've gotten some good feedback from, from our uh, from our super users, from our self-service developers so far that just having the searchable uh, repository has been incredibly valuable. And, and now that we work towards these certification examples, you know, it's being held up as this is the example of where we could get to as a company to have trust and confidence in our data so that we can, we can truly scale the, the, the challenges that we face. Uh, the boxes on the right, the, the one through four on the right, this is just some of the the, uh, the the value that's been communicated to us from some of those those super users or in some cases even some leaders that have just talked about the value that they've gotten from our marketplace team and specifically through through finding data through Calibra um, and you start breaking these down uh, the risk mitigation speaks to that they're not no they're, there's there's higher confidence in the data s sourcing that they're doing or there's higher confidence that they're not creating something all over again. Um, they're getting to the data-driven insights that they needed even quicker, and they're needing and they're they're finding what they need to know about that data, and more importantly, they're being able to to rapidly prototype and and come up with solutions uh, and and do quick iterations on those solutions just by by virtue of having all of this data data insight that they have now. And uh, really, the, the the biggest takeaway that I have for this is that those are those are aligning with those data tra digital transformation objectives that that we kind of talked about at the beginning. Uh, by being able to have greater velocity and, and being able to have greater agility. And uh, it's initial feedback. It's, uh, you know, it's, like I said, our, our focus has been this year in just trying to, to build up these capabilities, but we're already seeing that feedback and, and we have a high amount of confidence that we're going to be able to, uh, to continue to, to achieve those, those outcomes uh, that, that we need to for our business. So in closing, uh, just talking about where we're going next with our marketplace, uh, there's a there's a product for uh, called Calibra on the go that uh, we're specifically kind of hoping to leverage uh, because it represents a, an opportunity to, to actually kind of embed a, a, a Calibra widget for the data catalog and some of those uh, other Calibra uh, components into Tableau workbooks themselves. And so we're excited to, to kind of see what that opportunity presents for us. Uh, we, we want to just continue to uh, not just use Calibra as a solution for data sourcing, but use all of the data that is in Calibra to start getting some insight for how our business is operating. Uh, there's an incredible opportunity that exists there, and, uh, and we're excited to start doing some analytics on our own business processes and business operations. Um, but maybe most importantly, we really are, are looking to expand our, our certification uh, and our data stewardship activities, and, uh, and as always, uh, when you have a siloed organization, uh, there's, there's no end to the amount of outreach that you need to do and the amount of advocacy that you have to do on behalf of these solutions. And so uh, that's, that's really what our focus will be going forward. So in closing, 
Uh, I just wanted to thank uh, the, the Calibra team and uh, also the Tableau uh, teams for, for letting us share this story and uh, excited to, uh, to engage with y'all uh, here in the future. So uh, thank you very much. And, and Rick, uh, thank you as well. Great, thank you, Adam.